Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the After Stang Show. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. I'm here in the press box above uh, Oklahoma Stadium right now, recapping uh, a, a tough 28-11 loss for SMU to the Oklahoma Sooners. The Mustangs threatened to get it to 14-11, but ultimately Oklahoma was just too much scoring the final 14 points of the ball game in the fourth corner quarter to give this one uh, to Oklahoma. And so we've got a lot to get to on this edition. So um, if you have comments, feel free to chime in and ask me them uh, and I'll get to them. But I do have a few opening thoughts on this loss. I, I feel like, number one, I've got to start with the SMU defense. Uh, they showed up ready to play from start to finish pretty much in this one. And Look, you can look at certain points of the game where Oklahoma was able to put a drive together and and get, get something on the board, uh, whether it was a long 94-yard touchdown drive in the first half, whether it was pulling away late. But SMU's defense really came ready to play. Uh, in the first half, SMU held them to 168 total yards of offense. Again, 94 of those 168 yards coming on one touchdown drive. And if you're SMU, you've got to feel encouraged by that defensively. And Rhett Lashley, that was exactly how he felt. Uh, this is an SMU defense that they brought in a bunch of players to help address some of the needs. And they found that in a defense that, um, look, they gave up 197 yards in the second half, a little bit worse. But honestly, SMU is kind of playing from behind. The defense was put in some bad situations here and there. Um, but for SMU, uh, this defense, I feel like, arrived against the Sooners and, and made their presence known to all of those that were kind of watching them uh, from afar, seeing what they would do in this game. This was a pretty big statement for them. Again, yeah, we got beat 28 to 11 and give them credit, but I think we all know the game was a lot closer than that. And you give them credit in the last two, two, 12 minutes, they, you know, they beat us 14 to nothing. So they deserved that part. But for three and a half quarters, it was pretty much even matched. And I think both defenses had a lot to do with that. And I'm really proud of our defense. You didn't get too much from Rhett Lashley there on it, but you could just kind of get that sense from him that this was a defensive performance that SMU can build confidence with. With They were able to you know, go out there and slow down an Oklahoma offense that has a returning quarterback in Dylan Gabriel, who's made pe plenty of plays for them. Um, outside of Tawi Walker, SMU was really able to bottle up that Oklahoma run game as well. Uh, Marcus Major, the starting running back, eight carries, 39 yards, which is a decent clip for him. But it just felt like he wasn't able to get going as much until maybe late in the game. Uh, he was able to make you know his presence felt in the passing game, catching um, a touchdown pass there at the end to kind of put it on ice. Uh, but when you look at what SMU is able to do defensively, uh, they sacked. Uh, Dylan Gabriel once, and I felt like early in the game, Elijah Chapman sack felt like that was going to maybe push this one in that direction where SMU was able to get more pressure. And I felt like here and there they were able to get him off his timing a little bit. But again, you got to credit Oklahoma's offensive line. That's a unit that is historically one of the better ones across the country year in, year out. They were able to kind of bottle up a lot of that pressure in a way. But SMU's defense was able to create some really, really good stops. Uh, they were able to slow down Oklahoma's offense. They limited them to uh, two of three on fourth down. They got a big 
uh, fourth down stop after Jalen Knighton's fumble. We'll kind of get to that in a bit. Uh, but overall, this defense, you know, to give up only 176 through the air, 189 yards rushing, that's pretty good. OU's yards per play, sitting there under five, not a bad position to be in against a powerful offense like this. Now, on the flip side, SMU has some things to clean up offensively. And I, I felt like watching this game, I, I didn't need to see from SMU some of the reverses, some of the the trickery. They they opened the second half with a flea flicker that ultimately led to them going three and out. Um, they tried the, the um, I don't know what it's called, but when you hide Roger Daniels uh, and they kind of handed it off to him, that might work in other scenarios, uh, maybe against an ACC team. But I, I felt like for SMU, they were they were really um, I, I just felt like they didn't need to do any of that. So um, as I review kind of that that SMU loss um, to Oklahoma, I, I think that's what really sticks in the back of my mind is SMU going too cute offensively in moments. And look, they do have a lot to clean up offensively and kind of try to you know, hit some of the big plays they were unable to and, and capitalize on opportunities. And I think that's that's the story of the game for me when I'm looking at this one from SMU's perspective. They had opportunities. And uh, I asked Jake Bailey after the game if he felt like this is something where it's kind of maybe simplify things. And I, I didn't say it in a way that was calling out play calling or anything like that. But I, I feel like watching some of the reverses, you know, Moochie Dixon had one. It was for a loss. Roger Daniels had one or two. Uh, went for a loss. They just had opportunities to beat OU. And I felt like at times maybe simplifying it would help SMU overall. And, you know, that's something where I think it's really hard when you're Rhett Lashley, who has a lot of tricks in the bag, but he has a team. And I think this is a compliment. He has a team that doesn't need a lot of that, in my opinion. You know, they have the players that could clearly go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma. And I think sometimes some of the reverses and some of those window dressing that we've seen um, were just too much in this game because I I think that it just set them back behind the chains a little bit too much at times. And it's something that maybe if SMU simplifies things, which, look, they're going to get an opportunity to do against Prairie View A&M next week, maybe they're going to be able to click on some of those bigger plays um, as they run a more, or as they could run a more traditional run the football, you know, run your pass packages and all those things. I just watching this team, SMU is too talented. They don't need to do some of those trick or, you know, trick plays and, and some of the cute stuff that we've seen, you know, over the last two years to beat a team. And I felt like this week it kind of set them back, but Jake Bailey said, they're just maybe just a little bit away from clicking as an offense. Like, you know, still early in the season, a lot of things yeah. to clean up. Um, you know, a lot of young guys on the field. Um, you know, all sorts of things could be a lot of different things, but uh, like I said, fixable. You know, not things that you know are going to hinder us. Hopefully, in the future, things that we can you know, go in Sunday, Monday, and, and get fixed right away, and uh, we'll be better for it. So, learning lessons. And learning lessons, I think, is a great way to put this game uh, for SMU because they do have the opportunity to run the table the rest of the way. And I think watching this team play against Oklahoma and do some of the things that they did to them throughout the game, especially defensively, that's something that caught my eye. 
is that athletically, I didn't think SMU looked out of place. They didn't look like they didn't belong on this field. There were matchups that OU was able to exploit, I think, and really you know, put to get, put them in a better position to win. But Rhett Lashley you know, said it best, I think, after the game, just that they felt confident going into this game. They felt like this is a, a program that has now reached the point where they can go into games like this and you know be in a position to win and are expected to win. And I said that going into this game, that SMU has a team to do this. And you know, Rhett Lashley said he and his staff feel validated after watching this game. Yeah, we're always going to be disappointed when we lose. We, we don't come anywhere to not win. So that's what I told the guys. We're really disappointed in the outcome. Um, disappointed we didn't win. Disappointed we didn't win when we put ourselves in position to win um, late. <clears throat> but I think what we already felt it, we felt like we had a good football team coming into this game. We felt like we had a team that, that could, could win and could compete here. And I think we just showed that to everybody else. And um, we got a lot of guys banged up. I was really proud of the way the O-line played with J.O. going out, Logan Parr going out. We were getting really thin there. You know, Jordan Hudson going out. I think all those guys, we don't know. I think they're not major long-term things, we're hopeful. But um, I'm just proud of the way they battled. But we, we felt like we had a good team. So I don't think we were surprised. I think, if anything, this just validates what we think. But we still got to go do it. Yeah, you heard Rhett Lashley there, and and the validation I think from from SMU's angle here is is important long term because you can't look at this loss for SMU in the microcosm of what it means for the entire season. Because if you watch the offense play against Oklahoma, you're going to have some concerns, and and right now they need somebody to step up in a big way at receiver as far as a big play maker. You know, Jake Bailey, seven targets, seven receptions, 73 yards, 37 yards after the catch. Pretty good performance from him. I felt like Moochie Dixon, you know, six targets, three receptions, 42 yards. He was reliable in moments, I felt like, for SMU. They need an R.J. Maryland to step up and get to that next level. I feel like offensively, SMU is close to hitting those big plays. You look at the opening you know, series for SMU that they had Roger Daniels running wide open down the middle of the field with a chance to score a touchdown, go up seven, nothing. Instead, they miss. Then they get the punt blocked. OU on the board, seven, nothing. And that's the small margin of error for SMU against a team like Oklahoma. When you look ahead to the schedule and things are happening all over college football, I saw Charlotte just playing Maryland tough, Rice, you know, beating up on Houston last last time I checked, there are opportunities down the line for SMU to make big plays. Um, you know, this is a team that against Oklahoma had to make those to win the game. They had opportunities. I mean, Scott Simons and this defensive staff put together a terrific game plan. Mary Lou Lovell in the comments right here saying, how about some credit to Coach Simons and the staff? And I opened the show with that. This is a defense that, stepped up in a big, big way. You have a group that faces Dylan Gabriel offense that had Marcus Majors and Tawi Walker and Andre L. Anthony and Drake Stoops and all these guys, um, you know, that Jalil Farouk that are, that are big time players and, and, you know, can make big plays. And we saw that in spurts here and there when they were given some opportunities, you know, placed on a platter, you know, SMU, they, they were able to step up defensively and make some big plays you know, even after that Jalen Knight fumble, which that fumble is big in the you know, 
course of the game. SMU is driving. They're well inside OU territory, and he fumbles the ball away. That is something that you can't do and beat a team like Oklahoma. Preston Stone's interception late. That was garbage time, like bad throw, all the things, but it didn't have an outcome on the game, really. But this defense really answered the bell multiple times, I felt like. And that's the thing that I was encouraged. And talking with the players after, this this team just has this confidence. I said it going through fall camp. They seemed a lot more mature. You add a guy like Jonathan McGill. You get a guy like Jake Bailey back healthy. He's got that maturity. You have a lot of guys overall who can really help you continue to build that culture. And I didn't see any quit from SMU. Never saw that once tonight. And there were moments where that game was maybe hanging in the balance from getting ugly. And they were able to step right up to the plate and respond. And so I think that's an overall mindset that they're building in this program. And today was a really good step in the right, right direction. And the players are feeling that too. I think, uh, I think it's a completely different mindset. You know, we came into this game expecting to win fully. Um, and, you know, it's obviously it sucks that we lost, but we battled to the end. And I think we're all proud of that. Um, but like I said, we expected to win this game as, you know, as much as any other game on our schedule. Um, so I think that's where we're at. We want to be that type of team. And, uh, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, I think it kind of speaks to kind of the maturity um, of the team and of this group that we have. Um, A lot of guys, um, you know, play some ball and, you know, just young guys that are just mature already as it is. And so kind of just gives us um, a sense of, you know, we just got to be a little bit more persistent. But we know kind of how talented we are um, and we know how good we can be when we're firing on all cylinders. And so. We know we can, you know, beat any opponent that's on our schedule. And this, as Jake said, this was just another game on a schedule for us. Um, dope environment, obviously. Um, but, you know, when you strap it up and, you know, all the, the cloud settles, we just know it's just guys, X's and O's. And so that's kind of where our head's at. And look, SMU, I mean, you need that you know, mindset booster. And I think this is a game that does that for them because the defense really stepped up and look, and I'm, in the process of writing my full kind of reaction rather than just a game recap. But against a team like Oklahoma, you are not going to get all the stops. You're just not. They're going, Jeff Levy's one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. Some of you fans are probably disagreeing with me right now if they're listening, but he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the country for a reason. He can tee up some things that are there. And we saw SMU on the flip side, Rhett Lashley is one of the better play callers in the country. I think sometimes he gets too cute, but I'm sitting here watching SMU week in, week out you know, try to put it together. And I, I'm seeing simplify as the answer when I watch SMU play. But, you know, when you have opportunities to get guys down, SMU did that fairly well against OU. I think one thing that you saw as SMU continues to build talent on their defense and they will eventually address other positions still is you go up against a guy like Tawi Walker that's, you know, just uh, built incredibly well super strong, physical, he's going to break some runs. And he did that on that, especially that long touchdown drive where, you know, going into the first half, uh, yeah, into halftime, he had, I think, 68 yards rushing. I'd have to check, but about 60 of those were on that drive. He was that physical of a force. And so overall, SMU was able to do a lot of the things they wanted to. Um, You know, you, you finish with three tackles for loss. I think that's something they had other opportunities to do. And like OU, two two of three on fourth down, I can think of one of those that 
look, they were, they had him behind the line. I think Jalen Samuels kind of had him wrapped up, but they needed one more guy to kind of gang tackle and they couldn't get it done. Um, and you pick up the first down and know he's able to kind of keep going, but you know, later in the drive, they bowed up and they were able to get a stop. And I think this was a frustra- frustrating game for OU. I think they were out of sync at various points. You know, SMU played really physical. I think that's something that's now you can consider it a calling card of this defense. Um, but, you know, those those are opportunities that OU with their talent is going to make teams pay for. And, and that's just the reality of it with how good they are offensively. Um, when you look at SMU, I, I want to finish with this. And I, I felt like the run game was there had they had moments where they were good. That Jalen Knight long run before he fumbled. That was, you know, starting to maybe snowball a little bit and they can get some momentum, but he fumbles. But I did feel like OU was able to hold SMU to a reasonable amount in the run game. And the reason why I circle that is because if you're going to run the reverses and things like that, I've, I've got to include those with that. And those are otherwise opportunities for maybe a Jalen Knighton who is Rhett Lashley. You'll hear him in a second. He says he averaged five yards of carry. You know that look that uh, I think it was a 23 yard run uh, that he had. You could take that away and he's down to 14 carries for 72, 73 yards, uh, 53 yards. So that's not an incredible average, but overall SMU, he felt like got a good little push. And I feel like LJ Johnson, I don't know if he was nicked up, but nine carries, 21 yards. He kind of had some moments, but he also had some moments where he ran into, you know, a brick wall on that SMU offensive line, you know, kind of getting stalemated at the point of attack. It was just kind of hit or miss for me with the run game today. And again, I think I got to circle that back to the, the reverses. Some of those opportunities are being taken from guys who can certainly make some plays in the run game. So, you know, Rhett Lashley though, quite frankly, he kind of disagreed with me, uh, which is totally fine uh, as he reviewed the run game after the game. If you look at stats, you can say that if you watch the game, we ran the ball decent. I mean, we popped some runs. We had a couple that were close to being really long. Um, you know, we hit him on some powers, hit him on some counters, hit him on stretch. Jalen popped an inside zone out the backside. I mean, there were times that you could feel the momentum and we were running the ball well. And we had to. We couldn't just drop back and pass every time. And what we threw at 45 and ran at 34. And, um, like I said last week, if you can run at 40, it's usually good. We didn't quite get there. But, um, you know, could we be more explosive? Sure. I mean, Jalen ran for over five yards of carry. It's pretty good. So we just we didn't run it bad at all. So for SMU, closing couple closing thoughts here. Preston Stone uh, finishes the day uh, 26 of 45, 250 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Again, that interception, kind of garbage time. Um, I'm not going to – it was a bad throw, but it did not have an impact on the game in the end. Um, although those people that were watching, you know, covering, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But I feel like there were moments where Preston Stone was in complete command, and there are other times where I think he felt rushed. You know, Oklahoma – you know, only sacked him one time, though. Um, I'm trying to quickly pick up the the hurries that they had defensively. Uh, but this is an OU front that had opportunities to maybe get some pressure. Five quarterback hurries is what they were credited with. But they didn't necessarily get that home. I think Preston had a really good amount of time. You know, you're talking about an offensive line that lost Justin Osborne. Rhett Lash said they lost Logan Parr. So you had Ben Sparks and P.J. Williams playing a lot. Uh, but overall, I mean, he feels like S- Preston Stone is going in the right direction. This is a one of those games where that's why I said it in the opening. SMU needs to have a guy, a true big play guy, step up 
on offense at the wide receiver position. I'll also caveat by saying when SMU has struggled to throw the ball with Rhett Lashley, we've seen teams drop eight and they've had to take what they've given them. Yeah, we've seen that. We know that's the game plan at this point to slow down this offense when you don't have a guy like Rasheed Rice. So it's something that they're going to have to work through, and Preston Stone's just going to have to keep on developing. Honestly, thought he was pretty, pretty gutty. Um, did a really nice job. I mean, it's hard to put into words how many looks he saw tonight. I, mean, I bet you he saw 20 different defenses. I mean, they run everything. And um, he was calm. We did a nice job of protecting him, I thought. I thought we protected him better this game than we did the last game. Um, sometimes they were only rushing three because they were dropping eight, but still he found a lot of guys intermediate in the holes in the zone, um, was poised, flushed when he needed to, late, made some really big plays. He extended it. I, I thought, again, I thought he's played really, really steady two games in a row, and uh, I think his development's going to continue, but it's a big moment to go on the road at a place like this, and he didn't seem to phase him one bit. And so – one final note here. Look, SMU gets a pump blocked, and then I feel like Ryan Bichewski really cleaned things up from there, obviously. I had two punts, 90 yards, pretty good, um, and he's one of those guys that is usually pretty reliable, and Rhett Lashley said he didn't know if it was something in the operation in terms of how quickly it happens or doesn't happen in terms of getting the punt off with the pump block, but they obviously missed a guy off the edge in Peyton Bowen who haven't seen him in high school and seeing him once again. He's lightning fast. He almost picked off Preston Stone. Um, on one of their fourth downs that they tried to get to Jordan Curley late in the game when they had to go for it. But, you know, I, I think special teams, Colin Rogers missed a 49 yard field goal. I'd like to see Roger Daniels be a little bit more sure handed. He muffed one. They didn't get much out of the return game uh, from him Two punt returns for uh, minus five yards. Brian Massey drops it, lets a kick drop at the one. He thought it was going in the end zone. And all of a sudden SMU starts out on its own eight and that final drive is there or not final drive, but one of their last shots to really, you know, get this game, you know, back to a one score game. But um, so special teams keep got to get, they got to get cleaned up. You know, last week it was two missed field goals that, you know, for Colin Rogers, you'd like to see him make one of those two misses that he had last week. This week he misses a 49 yarder. It's a tough ask. It's never easy. He missed it wide, right? It wasn't, you know, short or it wasn't blocked, which is good. So your protection's good, but he's just got to, you know, find a way to you know become a weapon because he's got the talent. He's got the leg. Um, and you know, this, this week SMU didn't kick off much, but didn't see that, uh, pop up as far as kicking the ball out of bounds. So they got that cleaned up. Um, you know, for SMU, uh, this is, uh, this is a game and I'll, I'll end with this cause they're going to probably kick me out of the press box here soon, but this is a game that you can kind of look at and it's been talked about as a measuring stick. And I think SMU measured up well. You know, when you project this game to the ACC or TCU in a couple of weeks, one, I think you feel good about where you're at with TCU. You know, that's, that's a game that, once again, we talk about, you know, the season predictions. I didn't pick SMU to beat Oklahoma. I did pick SMU to beat TCU, and I feel pretty good that SMU shot to beat TCU. If the offense can hit on some of those things that they're maybe missing on right now. And then you project to the ACC and you say, okay, you need to keep addressing the offensive line a little bit. You got to get stronger there. You got to get better. That's something that you can do with the transfer portal and get ready for next season. You look at um, it just adding overall talent and, and kind of, you know, continuing to add depth defensively. I mean, I felt like the defense was great. You just keep adding that depth and talent through the transfer portal at wide receiver. Losing Jordan Hudson early in this game, he was pretty much out the entire game or definitely not hundred percent. They've got to, continue to 
they, they've got, got, got to get him involved when he's available. It's tough when he's not available. Um, but, you know, SMU, um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 different receivers caught passes. Stone EB caught a touchdown, which was um, pretty uh, cool to see for him. It's been quite the journey there. But, you know, they, they spread it around. They get different guys involved. Somebody, though, has to step up at wide receiver for SMU. Um, going into TCU and going into the conference slate because that's what's going to allow this offense to click. I think they're okay at running back. I, I think the run game is going to be fine. I would personally take out a lot of the reverses and kind of some of the window dressing that's going on right now. But that's just me. That's why I get. That's why I sit here, not um, in the uh, SMU coaches booth, which is uh, down the hall here. But you know, for SMU, they they showed up. They played a very competitive game. There, this is not a loss that, and it's not a moral victory, but it's not a loss that you should feel that bad about in terms of where the program is heading. You have to look at this game and say, it was a missed opportunity. And once again, for SMU heading on the road to a Power 5 program, missed opportunities, mistakes, cost them. You know, there is a fine margin of error against an OU team that looks like they're going to be one of the best ones in the Big 12. And so they let this one slip away. They had opportunities, but they just couldn't get it done. So that's how the cookie crumbles some days. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to build on, especially defensively here for SMU. Some things to clean up offensively, but uh, that's about it. We're going to have more coverage at ontheponyexpress.com. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Follow us wherever um, you listen to your podcasts. This will be on, on podcast uh, platforms as well. Um, so appreciate all you guys who listen. Uh, again, we'll have this up on the podcast here later tonight. But that's all from Norman as SMU Falls 28-11 to Oklahoma. They face Prairie View A&M next weekend in a night game at Ford Stadium. So we'll catch you then, as always. So uh, be sure to keep it locked out on the Pony Express for all your coverage. Just a dollar to sign up for your first month. So uh, appreciate all you guys who have done that. And we'll catch you next time on another edition of the After Stang Show next week after Prairie View A&M already got a Nice guests lined up uh, from, from the player side of things for that one. So we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great night, everyone. Appreciate you listening.